You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, you're listening to the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire and we've got a full team today. So I'm joined by Keke Mulleri. Hi, Keke. Moi. By Mark Hayton. Hi, Mark. Moi. And by Rich Nelson. Hi, Rich. Bonjour. And we're coming back to you just after the tournoi competition uh, that the Finnish women's team, the Helmerit, have been playing over there in, in France. And we're going to go we're gonna look back. Keke and Rich got together last week and previewed the competition. And now we're, we've had the three games. So we thought we'd all get together and, uh, and look back at how, how those three results went. But I think before we... Before we get started, I just wanted to uh, give a little shout out to a couple of people. Uh, the first one is Tim. I'm going to record a little message for Tim, especially. Tim, stop speeding up podcasts. Why would anyone listen to this at 1.85 speed? It must be like listening to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Um, but also to Keith, and this is the Keith that I think Richard, you and, and Keke maybe have, have met over in the UK, who, uh, who told me on Tuesday that he didn't realise this competition was on and then listened to the preview show just before Brazil game started. So our listeners... They really need to uh, to sharpen up a little bit and make sure they're here in time. We're doing this for you people, so uh, make sure you're with us on time. Um, let's get on with the football. Enough of that nonsense. There were three games in six days, and it started with, I guess, the big one uh, away. They're all away, but against France in their home home territory. Um, what let's let's just go let's not talk about what we were expecting if you want to know what we were expecting you can go back to the previous episode and listen to that to see the hear the preview but uh keke give it kick us kick us off how did uh how did that france game pan out well we knew it was going to be tough from the start um france uh they're a, they're a powerhouse of the women's game at the moment it's um as you said their own backyard their own their own party their own tournament and um yeah, we uh, we had we had hopes of being party poopers, but it didn't quite turn out like that, unfortunately. I mean, um, from the first minute, I was I was sitting there feeling sort of kicked off, and uh, Evelina Sumanen put in a, a lovely diagonal ball over to Emma Koivista on the left, and in the first few seconds, we found ourselves in the France box. I'm thinking, here we go. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it, uh, it 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 didn't stay like that, unfortunately. I mean. Um, yeah, we, we we were chatting about it on within the group and uh, going through our little minute by minute as as we do sometimes. But um, but yeah, the the, uh, the long and the short of it was um, they give us a bit of a schooling really as um, they turned on they they put out a really strong side France um, and they yeah they turned it on. Unfortunately, there was uh, a few individual errors. I think um, poor uh, Anna Westerland scored an own goal on a record-breaking 138th appearance. I don't think they let that dampen the celebrations too much. They um, they did manage to to celebrate Anna's milestone, but um, but yeah, I don't think anyone would have been would have been happy with a result. Ultimately, a uh, 
a, a you know a, a five nil loss is um, is not something to be um, you know to, to to taken lightly. But yeah, the um, head coach Anna Anna Signorelli, she um, she was she was positive afterwards. She said we had to take the positives, and I think and I think that's that's all you can do. You didn't get off to the best start because they played the wrong. National anthem. I don't, yeah. I don't know what. <laughs> did, did any of you get to the bottom of what they'd actually played? Because it was the Albanian remember. Albanian national anthem. But Albania weren't even playing Latournoi. It's not an easy. Uh, state. I think they obviously cancelled their Spotify, so they went on the free one, and where it just shuffles everything. Uh, but yeah, it was, was brilliant. As it, as they panned across the players, it was brilliant. <laughs> Linda Soundstrom just sort of put her, her arms up a, like that, started looking around. It was brilliant. Shrugging shoulders, like what is this? Yeah. And and I, I was doing the same thing here, and the rest of the house came and and sort of like that's that's not our anthem. What's going on? Um, but it, it kind of it kind of was quite early on that the that the goals started coming in, and I think as much as okay, an own goal is an own goal that can that can happen. Um, but the, that was on the 12th minute. And then on the 16th minute, there was a unchallenged header inside the six yard mm. box for the, for the second goal. And, and also in the, in the 33rd minute, another unchallenged header. It, it was almost like a bit too easy with Mark. Yeah. We struggled a lot from set pieces. You know, I think that their movement, the French, you know, their movement was really, really good. I mean, the first goal, the uh, Westerland own goal that happens. There's you know a cross coming into the near post, and you've just tried got to try and get something on it, and she sliced it into the you know top corner as the keeper was coming out. So it's understandable, but but for the second two, they were both kind of really poor. I mean the runs weren't um, you know they weren't too dangerous, they weren't too too slippy, but they just they lost the runners, and it, like you said, it was a free header for for both of them. So that was probably even worse worse than the uh, than the own goal. It came in at, at half time, France three, Finland three, and I, I made a, a kind of a few sentences, rather than doing lots. And then three, three, three nil. Three oh, three. Sorry. What did Get I say? In. Sorry. Three three. <laughs> We'd have taken that um, any day, any day. Yeah. All right, so we came in at three nil, and I wrote that there was a lot of pressure from France in the first half. Um, Finland were trying to play the ball out, but just couldn't really stringing more than a couple of passes together and whenever the ball did get up front it just didn't stick and was coming coming back I've watched enough football like that this season watching Wimbledon on the TV I, I recognize the, the the problems there I don't know if you saw the um speaking of own goals and being three nil down at half time the uh the New Zealand player Michaela Moore scored a perfect hat trick oh, yeah. of own goals for her country against the USA and then got subbed off at half time. Um it's yeah it could have been a lot worse. Yeah I was way. thinking I yeah. thinking that Anna Anna Westerland didn't didn't have that quite ignominy ignominy I mean after after that unfortunate first goal they got, the girls didn't let their heads drop they um they, they went straight back out there and there was there was little bits of optimism. I mean Emma Corvistar again was getting some a little bit of joy down the left but yeah ultimately France's Better quality sort of shone through. There was um, there was also some some nice passages of play in the in the second half. Rhea Erling was doing a doing her best to sort of create something and um, and had a, had a couple of little nice interpasses with with Yenny Danielson, but um, but yeah, it was uh, it, it was a it was a task too far I think. And then the uh, the fourth goal that came in the, in the uh, in the second half, what was it? It was uh, 
Ellie Pickleyam, so um, she sort of gave Tinny a back pass. It got sort of stuck under Tinny's feet. She tried to give it back and uh, and the, the rebound was closed down straight away by the French player. She sort of slotted it into a, a pretty much open net and that was that was 4-0. But, you know, they, they, they their heads didn't, you know, drop. You, could, you couldn't see it physically happening, you know what I mean? It was just France were the better side. It wasn't, wasn't sort of a lack of effort or anything. No, and that that five 0 scoreline was was finished right in the right at the end in the eighty ninth minute, um, a, a France corner, and it wasn't so much an unchallenged or a free header, but the the forward Reynard kind of wriggled away is how I wrote it down and, and got a header in from from close range. One of one of the best players in one of the best teams in the world in the eighty ninth minute and you're four 0 down. It's yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, I mean, you don't like to draw too many comparisons to the men's side, but it quite it reminded me quite a lot about when River shifted to the kind of the back three or, or back five part, you know, from the four four two. And what we did then was we we it was quite frustrating for fans because we kept the ball a lot more, but we had a lot fewer sort of chances created. And I think that was one of the interesting things is that throughout the game they still. Like the Hellmurray still kind of specifically tried to play out from the back, specifically tried to keep the passes short and keep the ball moving. They didn't quite move it quick enough, but I think that's sort of it's, it was an endearing element to it because they did um, stick to their plan. And and yeah. I think you know games the games after that sort of showed that it was probably worth it. it's probably the right way to do it because they were actually you know again playing proper football against a big team. How did how? Were we were you feeling rich heading into the the Finland Netherlands game, which was on Saturday? Um, I, I I didn't see a lot of the game because I was doing some serious parenting on Saturday night. I had to do a bit of dad cabs driving driving my daughter around, and then late in the second half, the dog decided to be violently ill all over the house. So. <laughs> I I have to I have to bail out about your superior superior knowledge, but how how was it from your perspective, Rich? Um, I mean I can't compare my my day with that. I mean I I admittedly only had one eye on the game, and it was is it ten changes I think it was from from the first match. Mm-hmm. Uh, our friend pa- Paolo was in goal, and skipper in the side. Um, again, it's difficult when you go from France to Holland or Netherlands, one of the best teams in the world, just as good and. Uh, it was again. It was quite one-sided. I think the goals came. I think the couple came in almost like every time I looked away from the the screen, there was a goal going in, and it was. I mean, there was. You know, I think there was a combination in the second half of Paolo made some really good saves, and then the team just kept giving away possession a little bit too much in the, in their own third, and again trying to play out from the back, which is a great tactic to use, but you need confidence and when you're playing a team that much better then it is quite an uphill struggle and I mean again they stuck to it and it was it was impressive and, and we'll soon see when we come to the third game but it was again a, a not quite as chastening you know 3-0 was a bit more flattering but it's uh it was still very much a kind of a schooling of, of sorts but good preparation for the summer again um but yeah it was yeah t- 10 changes you know again this is a friendly tournament or a preparatory tournament for the summer, so it's it's nice that a lot of the fringe players got a, got a cap. They got to play against the proper 
proper European power because the problem is when you play in these qualifying tournaments for you might have one maybe two teams better and to be honest uh, I'd argue Finland and the ne- France and the Netherlands are probably better than Sweden um, and you know that Sweden are the benchmark for Finland at the moment in their qualifying group so it, it's tough but um, yeah I mean with all the changes it was expected but you know it was it was closer um, it, it was a bit of a bit of a shame you mentioned Paula there, but the first Netherlands goal came from a, a cross from the uh, from Finland's left, yeah, Finland's left side, and it and it was played across the across the ball, and um, Paula dived and it sort of squirmed under her arm uh, or under her hand and, and was tapped into an empty net, which is a bit of a shame. Um, who's who's there? Who's got something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, you guys. Um... From from the kickoff against against Netherlands, I saw a um, I, I do believe there was a a, a mark a, a marked improvement in the intensity in also in the aggression. It was almost like um, obviously France didn't take Finland by surprise, but I don't know if um, if the whole the whole group mm-hmm. or the whole camp would have thought you know this is a a friendly tournament where there's not going to be sort of elbows out and and, and any of that, but. But obviously, the France game made them realise that's exactly what they were in for. So there was there was a marked improvement in the intensity and in the aggression for the Netherlands game. Um, uh, something else I noticed as well, like you guys have mentioned, Paula, but there was um, I don't know if it's because where the microphones are, are situated on the pitch, but you could really you could really <laughs> hear a really hear a sort of going for it, commanding her defence, and, and whenever the ball come anywhere near her, she was hollering her name out to, to sort of claim it. So um, so yeah, it was it was a it was an improvement, I think. As you said, a um, few changes. Amanda Rantanen as well up front, sort of absolutely ran her socks off. That typical sort of when you're playing a, a, an opposition that's a little bit higher quality than you, the, the forward doesn't really get much joy doing what they want to do, which is banging in goals. But they're the sort of first the first line of defence, closing, trying to close down and all that. So you know, kudos to Amanda Rantanen for doing that. All, all games, she was she sort of ran her socks off trying to trying to close the Netherlands players down up top. But um, I wonder yeah, if it was, it's uh, because there were the 10, 10 different players that, that wanted to prove a point as well. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I honestly think it's come from the management team. I think Anna Signal sort of said to them, you know, we need to be a bit more aggressive. So um, so yeah, they they went out there and they certainly was that. So yeah, fair play to them. That second Netherlands goal was uh, was was really lovely. There was some good. Wing play again down Finland's left, Holland's right. Uh, nice cross into the centre of the penalty box, and a really strong header just directing it down into the bottom corner. It's not not going to stop, not going to stop that. Uh, but that was I, I did get to half time, and then that was pretty much the end of the game for me. Um, I I said I, I I made very very similar notes to to what you just said, Keki. I thought Rantanen did work hard, but was kind of quite isolated. Up front again, maybe like the first game where where the ball went up, but nothing much came back. Yeah, I mean, um, towards the end of the game, yeah, Yenu Danielson came on again, and um, and there there was a couple of. I mean, the game was over by then, really, at three nil. But but yeah, last sort of last sort of five or ten minutes, a um, couple of chances for Finland up there with uh, with Danielson. But yeah, ultimately ultimately couldn't get the ball in the back of the net. But um, but yeah, I think. We'll go on to talk about the Brazil game, but um, you know, looking back on on the three games, I think we've seen 
we've seen a, a bit of progression across the across the camp, like you know. Yeah, let's let's move on to that Brazil game then. Um, Rich, what was what was your what were your thoughts on the on the Brazil game? Beforehand, I was a, a little bit nervous because you know it'd been a couple of tough games, but it didn't quite pan out how I might have feared. It was, I mean, it was really competitive. It, it didn't feel like a friendly. Um, for, again, from from the edited highlights, but they really did get stuck in there. They were organised. Everything looked like it was a lot more the kind of game that they were looking to play. The kind of the setup was there, and and I think maybe again without going to stereotypes, playing a non-European team may have suited them a bit better in the way that Brazil set up. But then you think Brazil had Marta, six-time player of the year in their team and, and everything. So still still a good pedigree. But they, they looked just, the confidence was there. The, they looked, that, that mental side that's hard to quantify, it looked like it was there and it didn't look like they'd shipped eight goals in two games going into that. No, that's true. And from the very, very beginning, they were Finland were bright and and were were they had the ball. They were passing the ball. They were progressing forward and uh, and you know a good a good run and run and shot from I think it was from Sunny Francis right in in the sixth minute. And it was like hello, that's that's perhaps more than had been achieved in the previous two games. Uh, Mark, did you get to see the Brazil game? Yeah, I did, and like 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 Rich said, it was a it was a more dogged affair, far more combative. I thought um, the good thing about Brazil is, I mean, Marta, world class player, but uh, they don't press as high up as the as France or as as Holland. So the the back four had a little bit more time on the ball, which allowed them to build the game. Yeah, um, the the shot in the sixth minute was a was a good eye opener. I also thought Linda Salstrom was was fantastic, particularly when she got in the channels like down the flank. She had a fantastic one on one battle like down the particularly down the left and muscled around. I think it was ten or twelve minutes that she had the cutback. You know what I mean? And, and we had it. We had that. We had that one sort of glaring chance, but it would ju- just the ball was just a little bit a uh, little bit behind um, the 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 striker, so we couldn't. We couldn't uh, capitalize, but it was a, it was a really good, strong performance. A lot of good individual battles, and um, yeah, I thought we did really well. Yeah, there was an, another chance in the for Brazil in the the 18th minute where a cross came in from the right, um, and and Tinney kind of got hands to it, but pushed it into the center of the box. And it was like, oh no, the forwards bearing down on goal, and it and the shot came in, and Anna Vesterlund kind of threw herself at it and, and headed it away from the from the line and it was it was all all of those things went went our way redemption yeah. <laughs> no that's it the um the sort of the sort of lucky break sort of the where the ball wants to fall for you in those sort of situations we got a bit more of that in the brazil game so it was it was nice after after you know having our fair portion of bad luck for the for the other two games but um yeah vesterland was was absolutely immense. Ellie Pickle-Yamsa, again, special mention to her. She had a she had a fantastic game, not only in defence, but also creeping forward, finding space. I mean, um, yeah, she must have she must have covered some distance in that game. She was up and down, up and down the wing like like no one's business, you know. It was um it was really good. And um she's uh, she's actually come out of the the tournoir as um being voted Helmerick player of the of the camp, player of the tournament. So um so well done to her. I mean um yeah, I think she. Well, she's only twenty-two, isn't she, Ellie Pickle-Yamsa? But um, but yeah, you know, great game against Brazil. As I say, in defence and and going forward, Rio Erling again had a, had a, had some decent touches, and it was 
I suppose you could say that it 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 could have gone it could have gone either way. Brazil weren't weren't shy in coming forward. They had mm. their they had their moments, and um, as you say, guys like Marta was trying to pull the strings, and and every time we sort of give away a free kick in the sort of near the near the eighteen yard box, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. But um, but yeah, no, the the girls did well. Could have had their own chances to nick it, but I think on reflection, uh, uh, nothing each is probably a fair result out of that game. But but yeah, coming out of coming out of a, a game against Brazil with a with a draw, I think the girls can hold their heads up high. It was. It was I, I noticed also that um, uh, Emma Coivista was playing more in midfield in this. I mean, when when you saw the team sheet, yeah. it was showing there was a four four two, and she was playing sort of in left midfield, um, which. I don't know. Have we seen? Have we seen that before? She had Pigrianza behind her. It, yeah, that seemed not necessarily defensive because Emma gets forward quite a bit. It just seemed it seemed different. I I was I was interested to see that. Yeah, well, she's quite she's quite um, versatile. Is Emma? You know, mm. she can play on on both sides in defence and and further forward. So um, you know, we've we've all seen. Uh, She's popped up with some goals for Brighton this season, so mm. she's not shy of getting forward and and popping one in the net. So um, yeah, I mean, she she's I suppose what is it? Would you call it wing back or whatever? But you know, in a in a four four two, it's a little bit different, isn't it? But yeah, she's mm. no stranger to being being played a bit further forward. I there was one thing that I I remember sort of exclaiming out loud to whoever would listen to me at the time, but quite quite late in the game, there was a. Finland were playing a really high press. There was one stage where there was like a line of four of them hunting as a pack on the edge of the of the Brazil penalty box, and that was quite something to see as well. Like it wasn't, it, it wasn't like we're not settling for this nil nil. We're gonna we're we're gonna go hunting, and I wonder if we should just reflect a little bit on on these three games as preparation for the Euros that are coming up because it's a tough tough group in the Euros and. Maybe this was maybe this was really good preparation for Finland and and working out how to deal with these stronger teams. I think Mark mentioned it before, being a bit more aggressive from the first game to the second, and then developing further still for the for the final game. And I I, I would hope that gives them a lot of confidence and and maybe a few tips on how to approach these games coming up in the Euros in the in the summer. Well, you've got five weeks until the, the next round of World Cup qualifiers as well. Uh, Finland are away to Slovakia and home to Georgia in April. I think that's been played at the Bolt Arena. So it's, um, that's a chance again to, to build on that. You know, we, the, the team have had three games against you know, some of the toughest opposition you can find. Mm. Um, and then coming, I'll say back down, but, you know, three, two again, very important qualifiers. You know, they're, they're really in a bit of a dogfight with Ireland to come second in that group and, and the very convoluted playoffs there. Um, and then I think those are the last two games, unless they arrange a couple more friendlies before, before the Euros in July. So again, Slovakia away, Georgia at home, you'd think be looking for at least four points from those games, possibly six. And, but yeah, that, I mean, that after that Brazil game, that the confidence will be high. They've spent a good 10 days, two weeks together, training, preparing for these three matches in France and, and getting, you know, invaluable experience that you're not going to get against, no disrespect, I'm sure they're listening, Slovakia and Georgia. 
<laughs> the Slovakian football show is is furious with you at the moment. Um, and just just to remind the listener that that those those three games in the in the Euros are Finland against uh, Spain on the eighth of July, uh, Denmark on the twelfth of July, and Germany on the sixteenth of July. All played at Stadium Unkrait <laughs> Hmm. Um, any anyone else got anything else to add at the end, or maybe we've we've done the the review. We've been talking longer than we thought, which is always good. Yeah, it's I mean, I just just on a, on the last point, I just want to say, you know, um, it's from from the various social media posts that have come out. I mean, the girls have been all all smiles. It's uh, it's great to see that they've they've enjoyed the camp. I mean, um. You know, nobody likes getting beat, do they? Whether it's one nil, two nil, or or if if shipped a few more, but they didn't let their they didn't let their heads drop. They didn't let those couple of early results ruin the whole the whole camp. And as we say, they've 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 made they've made progress. They've had a bit of a a bit of an insight of what they might be into come the summer, and um and they've got some they got some ideas about what they need to work on and and you know to up the intensity a bit. So all in all, I think it was a, a decent experience. Yeah, same thing. I think they're I think they're far better prepared than they would have been going into it. So the, the intensity and then dealing with particularly the likes of France and Holland, the way that they pressed, I'd imagine the Spanish and Germans will be built or cut from a similar cloth in the um, in the tournament. So yeah, and, and at the end to finish it against the Brazilians with a with a dogged display, you know, matching them yard for yard on the on on the pitch. I think, I think that's it's going to give them a lot of confidence and a lot of. I don't know, a lot of um, optimism going into the tournament. I think on that positive note, we should we should maybe wrap it up for today. Thanks a lot, Mark. Thanks for joining us today. We hope to see you again soon. Cheers. Rich, thanks a lot. Au revoir. And Keke, good to see you. See you again soon. Quieter. Thanks a lot, listener. Until next episode of Finnish Football Show, goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram. See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimulo. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.